Blog Talk Radio. You're listening to the Totally Driven Entertainment Radio Network. In the future, none of you are heroes. You're legends. Get driven. Stay driven. To the Batmobile. Let's go. Atomic batteries to power. Turbines to speed. Roger. Ready to move out. Friday night at 10 o'clock, and welcome to Maverick's Comic Roundup, the world's greatest podcast hosted by an actual... I messed up my own introduction. How about that? Some days you just try to get too much in too fast. So I will welcome you to Maverick's Comic Roundup, the world's greatest comic book podcast hosted by a comic book character. I am Maverick, and I do welcome you to the show this week. Uh, it's going to be a fun show. Uh, Princess Maria will be calling in a little bit later on in our second installment of Dancer Reads Dance Class, and she will be reviewing for us, and we'll be discussing Dance Class Volume 2, Romeo, Romeo's and Juliet. Uh, fun segment. I'm very much looking forward to that. We've got another episode of The Six Shooter coming in. Or I will give you six comics that I think you should check out this week. And if I get my speech all fixed, we're going to have us a good show on the air. Uh, a little bit of bumbling today. Not sure what's going on with that. Live radio is hard, man. But that's all right. I do thank you for tuning in here on the Totally Driven Radio Network. Here on Roundup Night, you had NFL Roundup earlier in the evening, I believe. Uh, I wasn't home, so I didn't get the chance to listen this week. And now it's time for the comic book roundup. Um, first off, a little show news. I am happy to announce that Maverick's Comic Roundup now has its very own Facebook page. I had been using both the Totally Driven page and uh, Maverick's personal, my personal Facebook page to update the show, but I decided that I wanted to start a sh- page dedicated just to the show. Uh, talking all kinds of comic book stuff. Next week, we're going to start full-time posting news, opinions, and uh, I'm going to be doing some live simulcasting of the show as well. So as you listen, you can check out some of the things I'll be posting on the show. Uh, It's something that we did back in the retro wrestling days, and I, I want to continue that trend here. And now that I've got a show page, I can do that. So if you're looking for that, if you already are linked up with the Totally Driven page, you can check. Otherwise, you can go to Facebook and search Maverick's Comic Roundup, and it should show up in the search. 
it went live yesterday. And uh, we'll be moving right along with that. One more piece of show news. This is my final show at the Friday night at 10 p.m. time slot for the Mavericks Comic Roundup. Next week, we are taking off because of the Thanksgiving holiday. And when we come back on December the 4th, it will be Sunday, December 4th, at 8 a.m., a new early morning Sunday time slot. I'm very excited because I'm hoping to reach a broader audience, uh, get a few more people involved in the show, and I think a, a weekend morning show for comic books just sounds like a good time. So I hope you will join me and tune in there. Of course, you can always listen on demand. Uh, just come into the page, and we will be sharing the link throughout the week in case you want to listen. Now let's get into some real comic book news. Um, one of the big, big stories this week, Marvel Comics has announced a big change in the Inhumans movie. Um, if you're a fan of the Marvel Cinematic Universe, you'll know that the Inhumans movie was pulled off the schedule some time ago. It was originally scheduled um, to be part of the first waves of Marvel movies and was removed from the schedule mysteriously, and a lot of people weren't sure what that meant. They didn't know if it meant it was canceled or it was being restructured or shifted around. Well, it turns out that it's actually going to be something unique, something I don't think has ever really been done before with the – well, that's not true. There's been a few exceptions, but this is a very unique thing for a live-action movie and situation because it's going to be coming to television in the fall of 2017. Uh, ABC has picked it up. They also show Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D., which has had a, a kind of a re, reinvention this year with the Ghost Rider storyline, got a lot of press. Um, they had kind of shied away from the Inhuman storyline in that show, even though some of the characters are still very prominently Inhumans. But the Inhumans are going to have a television show, and the first two episodes of that are going to air in IMAX theaters this summer. Uh, I'm guessing they're bundling it together as a movie, and they're going to show it uh, as an introduction to the Inhumans world in IMAX. It's going to be taped in IMAX, and then come fall, you'll be able to see the series itself. And they did say the series is – they're going to replay the first two episodes with new material, and I'm guessing there's going to be some changes to uh, accommodate the change in the IMAX, but that'll that'll be down the line. So very interesting. A lot of people thought when they pulled Inhumans, a lot of people I talked to were like, well, it's you know, it's dying. It didn't work out the way they had planned for the show. But of course, that was all just speculation because, you know, we're not only getting a, a movie per se, because, you know, two hours of television will be close to a movie. We're also getting a full TV season out of ABC, at least we imagine it will. So very interesting in the Marvel Cinematic Universe. They much closer tied in their universe to the TV series, and now we're going to see uh, one of the biggest crossovers they've done, I guess. Um, staying with Marvel, but moving to another section of Marvel, Darth Maul will be getting his own Marvel Comics miniseries. Uh, beginning in February, uh, the Darth Maul's mini is going to take a look at his life before we saw him in The Phantom Menace. So he's going to be training under 
Emperor Palpatine. Well, I guess he wasn't the emperor then, was he? But uh, Darth Sidious uh, as the Sith Lord, and it's going to take a look at his early life and his training and pretty much how he got himself situated to be in the Phantom Menace. So very interesting, a very popular character, Darth Maul. He still plays an important role in the Star Wars television shows, and now he's returning to comics. His last comic books was a miniseries that was originally supposed to be part of the Clone Wars TV show, but when it was canceled, they turned those scripts into a comic book series called The Last Son of Dathomir. So very interested in that. I'm very much enjoying the Marvel comic series, and I'm looking forward to that. Uh, Warner Brothers has announced that they are developing a planned animated bone trilogy. Uh, They've hired the director of Kung Fu Panda, Mark Osborne, to direct and co-write the script. And uh, if you don't know what Bone is, Bone is a long-running comic book series by Jeff Smith. It's an excellent, excellent series. I really enjoyed it. Uh, My daughter was into it for a while. I don't think she ever actually got around to reading the whole thing. It's quite immersive, and uh, it was a creator-owned book, and that itself is a big deal to be able to go as long as he did. It's in constant reissues, big demand in school libraries, and Scholastic carries it. Very popular kids' comic book series. Not just kids, actually. Everybody comic book, all ages comic book series, but... Definitely something that a lot of school-age kids have gotten into and enjoyed. And now it looks like they're finally making the big jump to the big screen. There have been the rights to the movies that have bounced around for years, but we're finally getting it, and it seems like they're getting serious with it. So interested to see what happens there. But it looks like Bone will be the most recent comic book to make the big transition. And this one will be animated, uh, which is a very cartoon book if you have never seen it, so it actually fits as an animated uh, movie and should be very... Well, I hope it's very well done. It should be. The book that was excellent. Hopefully the movie is as well. So, skipping over to Image Comics to celebrate Image's 25th anniversary, three of its titles, Walking Dead 163, Invincible 133, and Outcast 25, will all have special 25-cent cover prices in the month of February. Um, All three of these books are written by Robert Kirkman, who is uh, an Image co-owner now. Um, He's doing this to celebrate the 25th anniversary of Image Comics. All three books will be kick-starting brand-new storylines, Walking Dead and Outcast. Um, we'll both be kicking off new storylines, and Invincible itself will be kicking off. That will be the first part of the 12-part finale of that book, a uh, long-running superhero series, which actually came out before The Walking Dead is going to be wrapping itself up soon. And it'll be very interesting to see they're kicking that storyline off for just 25 cents. And of course, The Walking Dead is a comic and television juggernaut, so I think there's going to be huge demand for some of those books. Uh, Another interesting piece of news that I just came across, this year's annual Doctor Who Christmas special will actually be hitting U.S. theaters 
for two days, December 27th and 29th as part of a FASM event. FASM has been doing a lot of special events and screenings of animated movies, TV shows, series, things like that. They're going to be showing the Doctor Who Christmas special. Why am I mentioning it on this show? Because this year's Christmas special is Doctor Mis- The Return of Doctor Mysterio. And the 12th Doctor, Peter Capaldi, will be teaming up with a superhero in the Christmas special. So it'll be interesting to see what they do there. Doctor Who always does an interesting take on everything. So I can't imagine their take on superheroes is going to be uh, as straight up as you'd imagine. So if you're a Doctor Who fan, be looking for that. If you're a superhero fan who's been interested in checking out Doctor Who, it could be a good time because the Christmas specials tend to be a a pretty big deal, and they're often standalone stories, even though they often lead into bigger things in the series. So it could be a nice gateway to get into the comic book series. That's all the news I have, the big news I have for this week. Uh, let's go take our first commercial break. And when I return... Dancer Reads Dance Class with Princess Maria. For $5 today, you can buy a wealth of things. Gas for your car, rent a movie for the family, a few slices of pizza. $5 still takes you a long ways. But did you know that $5 can buy your child a bag of heroin in the streets? That's right. For only $5, your son or daughter can buy some of the cheapest and purest dope in the country. Be aware of the lies. Be aware of the stealing. Be aware that's all it takes to kill your child. $5. This message was brought to you by Casey's Cause, a group of parents located in southern Chester County out to save your child's life. Come join us today at www.caseyscause.com. And remember, $5 is all it takes. Casey's Cause, www.caseyscause.com. Looking for that perfect gift for your girlfriend? Then look no further than Teddy Scares. Teddy Scares are available in a variety of styles, sizes, and prices for all your shopping needs. Teddy Scares are a mix of cute and creepy to make a great gift for almost any age. Board up your windows, lock your doors, and log on to teddyscares.com. And be sure to become our friends at facebook.com slash teddyscares. Calling all comic book fans. Do you collect comics? Did you ever collect comics? Do you think your children might like reading comic books? Do you even know they still print real, paper, non-digital comic books? Well, then visit the Pirates of Ontario Street Comics in Philadelphia. We have a massive collection of comic books, action figures, trading cards, and much more. We have one of the largest stocks of back-issue comics in the area. We bag and board every new comic book at no extra charge. Our store is voted the best comic book shop in the 2013 PHL 17 Hot List Contest. Part of the movie Unbreakable is filmed in our store. We are open seven days a week. Ontario Street Comics is located at 2235 East Ontario Street in the Port Richmond section of Philly. Our phone number is 215-288-7338. Type in the words Ontario Comics Philadelphia to check out our Wacky Stories page on Facebook. Are you looking for a mortgage for that new home? Do you want to refinance to a lower rate, obtain cash out, or consolidation? If so, call Anthony Muscarella of Advisors Mortgage Group. Advisors Mortgage Group is a mortgage banker and loan our own money to First Lien Mortgage Loans. We have built a platform for a seamless and stress-free mortgage process, which remains our number one goal for all of our customers. We understand that success cannot be obtained without teamwork and communication, two of our most important strengths. If you're looking to apply for a loan or 
simply have some questions, please don't hesitate to give Anthony Muscarella a call at 732-749-3333, extension 12, who, by the way, has been recognized by Mortgage Executive Magazine as being one of the top 1% of originators in America. That number again, call Anthony Muscarella at 732-749-3333, extension 12, where we tailor our loans to meet your needs. Advisors Mortgage Group is an equal housing opportunity lender licensed by the New Jersey Department of Banking and Insurance. Branch NMLS number 173453. Loan officer NMLS number 111400. All right. Welcome back to Mavericks Comic Roundup here on the Totally Driven Radio Network. And it is time once again for Dancer Reads Dance Class. And I'd like to welcome to the show my lovely daughter, Princess Maria. Welcome back. Hi. How are you? I'm very good. How are you doing? I'm doing very well, thank you. I'm glad you could join us again. And it's time for some more dance class. Yeah, I'm very excited. You haven't had enough dance class today. Hmm? Because you haven't had enough dance class today. Yeah, basically. There's never enough. Never enough. All right. So, dance class is a graphic novel series put out by Paper Cuts Comics. They do some fantastic all-ages and kids' comics. Uh, We're big fans of theirs we decided to carry the segment over because you are a dancer at heart and an aspiring professional dancer. Mm-hmm. I like Yeah. I love it. Yeah. It's awesome. <laughs> and one day you hope to be a dancer still? A professional I dancer? do. I want to work in Walt Disney World when I grow up. That would be awesome. I'm working for and dance class. I'm sorry, go ahead. Oh, go, no, never mind. Keep going. Thanks. Okay. <laughs> dance class is a graphic novel series by Paper Cuts, like I mentioned. It follows Julie, Lucy, and Aaliyah, three dancers in a dance school. And the synopsis of the series reads, Meet Julie, Lucy, and Aaliyah. Whether it's ballet, modern dance, or hip-hop, these are three... These three are committed to getting better and maybe one day making it to nationals. In the meantime, they still have school, family crushes, and everything else life throws in their way. Follow along with their hilarious misadventures as they practice to perfection, ace their recitals, and hopefully make it through with no bumps and bruises. Hopefully. Yeah, right? Hopefully. (laughs) (laughs) It's always the tough part. Sounds like my life. Yeah, well, that's one of the reasons why we, we started this way back when on the old comic book show. We're doing it a little differently because before we did it as a video series, but now we're doing it as a on-air segment. Yeah. And this is and this is volume two? Volume two, Romeo's and Juliet's. All right. So what's going on with the girls this time? Okay. So we are adding in. A boy named Tim, um, who is up for the role of Romeo in their new play, their new ballet, Romeo's and Ju- Romeo and Juliet. 
But in the meantime, all of the girls start falling in love with said character, Tim. So there's conflict there between everybody. So, yeah. All right. So all the old friends. So. You say we see all the old friends? I got to say. What was that? This is actually my favorite issue, I think. This is your favorite that you've read so far? And what makes it your favorite? I think so. What makes it your favorite? Um, well, I like Romeo and Juliet. I think it's a cute love story. And I love how everybody is getting competitive. And we see more, I start to see more of my life in this book because all the girls start getting into boy drama. Um, and like I said, conflicts between the girls to get the lead role. So, I like Okay. This. Cool. And we mentioned previously that the the dance class comic, there's a lot of things in there that mimic real life dance. It, there very much is. You see a lot of the same terminology we use. Um different French words, and, um, yeah, you see things that, like, little habits we will do, like standing in the mirror and fixing ourselves rather than paying attention to the teacher sometimes, um, trying to do ballet and math class, different things like that. I feel like we see more in this issue, which is very fun. Very cool. And you said the girls are now working on a ballet, Romeo and Juliet, and Tim comes in. Now, what kind of person is Tim? We don't know much about him. Tim, Other than he's he a boy. is a, he's charming. Um, he's obvious. Um, he's kind of smart, too. I, I would give him the credits because uh, the dance teacher, Miss Annie, let the girls vote on who their Romeo was going to be. So, of course, Tim, being the person that he is, brought all the girls flowers in to get their vote to get the lead. <coughs> oh, he's a smoothie, eh? Yeah. So he's smooth. He's charming, obviously. Um, yeah. Smart, you know. Very cool. All right. And then you said uh, there's some things in there that reminded you of real life. Is there any specific uh, strips or part of the comic that stands out as uh, being true to life? <laughs> Very much so. I might have mentioned this earlier, but um, when all the girls were standing in front of the mirror and the two dance teachers were waiting for them to be ready so they could start working on their routine, Um and the hip-hop teacher, who was new in the last episode, um, KT, came in. He was like, hey, are you working on a new routine? And she was like, no, I'm just waiting for them to be done so we can start class. And they're all standing in the mirror, and they're doing their hair, and they're fixing their clothes. and Typical things a dancer would do, and they're waiting. <laughs> all right, but never you, though, right? No. Hey, more or less. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Sometimes I, I know you too well. Yeah, <laughs> that's uh, that's okay. So yeah, um, 
did anything catch you off guard? Anything that really surprised you in this book? Not really. I and I like I said, I very much enjoyed it, but it seemed to be like I saw a lot of myself in this book between trying to audition and putting your leg on the blackboard in the math class while you're attempting to solve problems, different things like that. But uh, I now, really is there anyone is Okay. Sorry. Is there any one character that you relate to in the book more than the others? Um, well, I feel like I relate to all of them in one way or another because, well, Julie, she's the one that works hard. She's determined. She's focused on her goals. She comes home and she'll practice. And, but there's also Lucy, who has the issue with sweets and... <laughs> She tries to eat healthy, but sometimes you just got to go to the donut shop. <laughs> that sounds very much like you. <laughs> you try very hard, but sometimes you just need to do it. <laughs> yeah. Well, you know, you do work very hard, too, so we can let the occasional yeah. donut slide, I guess. Yeah. Burn it all off. <laughs> yeah, that you certainly do. Yeah. So, uh, all right, so the dance girls, they head into Bell. The ballet, uh, is it a recital ballet piece, or is it something different? Is it a show well, or a ballet? Is it like the... It's like a full-blown ballet concert. Like, not concert, but it's like if you've ever gone to see a play or a show, or if you even see a ballet, it's one big show. So they're just basically performing Romeo and Juliet. Um, and as you said in the beginning... They try to, oh, excuse me. They try to avoid bumps and bruises, but of course, Carla comes back in, and she obviously wants to get together with Tim. But when Julie does, she's not too happy about that. So, of course, she's going to start causing problems. Okay, now re- rewind a little bit because I didn't mention that character in the beginning. Who's Carla? Carla is um another girl in the book. She is very competitive. She always compares herself to Julie, and she um, thinks she's better than everybody else. She's kind of like the big bully, I'm better than you kind of person, but deep down inside she knows that Julie's better than her. Um, So she tries to almost get revenge, and she tries to make things happen to her, so she doesn't get the part. Um, she tries to sabotage the show during the part she's in it. So, yeah. Uh, so she's the antagonist of the series. Basically. All right. And we didn't really cover her early on, so I had to make a mention of that. So, And she does make things interesting throughout the thing because she's not the nicest of people. No. There's one part in there where she wants She's having trouble in math class, so she comes up to Julie and she's like, can I buy your notes? I'll pay you back no later than dance class tonight. And dance class is when they're having the auditions. The teacher's going to play Julie, I mean Juliet, in Romeo and Juliet. And she said to Alla, well, I was going to get sabotaged, but I guess I'm going to be, I guess I'm going to pay back for, for math class, and I guess I won't anymore. And, of course, Alec kind of gets upset about that. 
because she starts boasting about how wonderful she is. Mm. And that never happens in dance class. <laughs> you know it. <laughs> um, <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> All right. Make make sure you're staying close to the phone there because... Uh, oh, sorry. There you go. Good. I know. It, it's, it's, it's tricky because you're just having a conversation yeah. and... Uh, but they have to be able to pick up the microphone. I sometimes do it too. So. Yeah. Okay. All Sorry right. about that. Oh, it's not a big deal. I can, I can still hear you pretty good. It was just a couple words I lost oh, there. Okay. okay. Cool. All right. So anything else you want to tell us about this particular episode or issue of dance class? Um, I felt like when they were doing their show recital, whatever you want to call it, Romeo and Juliet, it was definitely more 21st century than the original, because, yeah, they were up on the balcony, yeah, um, Carla caused some trouble, um, they had the the costumes and all, but instead of trying to get the letter, they were trying to get phone service, so it was different <laughs> things like that, which made me chuckle while I was reading it. Yeah, I think Romeo and Julia would be a much different story with cell phones, huh? Yeah, very much so. Yeah. And Carla trying to cause some trouble. What made Romeo go up on the balcony and Juliet was down on the ground. So, I mean, during that whole balcony scene. So, that was obviously interesting. Ah, the mix-up of stage doors always happens. <laughs> Yeah, there you go. Very cool. All right. So, if you're interested in getting your hands on Dance Class Volume 2, Romeos and Juliet. Now, why is it Romeos and Juliet? But I, I, when I started to write it down, I, I thought it was the other way around because there's more girls. Is there more guys at play here? Well, they did have, because Tim was a hip-hop dancer, they had the other hip-hop dancers come in. So, there was multiple boys because... We had um, Tim, and then we had a couple other hip-hop dancers, and there is one boy that does ballet. Um, and for all you guys that do ballet, you know you have to do all the lifting in class. Um, but I, his name is slipping my head. Bruno, that's his name, sorry. Um, okay. So Bruno had to... Audition too, so that is why we had multiple Romeos. The choreographer wanted to have multiple boys audition. All right, there you go. Yeah. Uh, Dance class volume two for ten ninety nine is the retail. The author is Becca. The artist is Crip. And if you're looking for a copy of it, you can go to papercuts.com or more readily head to your local comic book store and see if they can order you a copy because they are all readily available in the previews catalog. So thank you for checking in again. Thank you for having me. I'm glad you were able to come back. And when you come back next time, we will talk more dance class with volume three. We will. I'm very excited. African folk. Very cool. Oh, thank you very much for checking in. Uh, you Thanks head for off having and you, me. my little girl, have surprise dance rehearsal tomorrow morning. Yay! 
<laughs> yeah. All right. I will talk to you later. Thank you for calling in. All right. See ya. Bye bye. All right, that was my Princess Maria, hey, aspiring dancer and actually a professional balloon artist at the age of 13. She's uh, <laughs> quite a kid, if I do say so myself, and since she's mine, I will say so. Uh, dance class is available, I'll say it again, on papercuts.com or your local comic book store. It's a great series if you have someone who loves dance. Uh, very much an all-ages feel. Um, she's been reading them for several years and uh, still goes back and looks on them finally. So a uh, fun gift idea, too, for the holidays if you have someone who loves dance in your life. So that is Dancer Reads Dance Class Part 2. She'll be back next month to talk about African Folk Dance Viva, the third volume in the Dance Class series from Paper Cuts Comics. So I am going to... Be a good show host and fill in for our second set of commercials. And when I come back, it'll be six-shooter time. Attention business owners, website owners, event promoters, or anyone looking to promote your product. The Totally Driven Entertainment Radio Network is the perfect way to spread the word of your business around the world. That's right. You can advertise at our network and be played on all of our shows at rates that are so cheap. It's a no-brainer. For more information, contact Bay Ragney at bayragney at gmail.com to keep your business driven, stay driven with Totally Driven Entertainment. Hey everybody, this is Nick Wilkinson with TV Nation and Totally Driven Radio and Entertainment. Sadly, each year, approximately 3.6 million children become victims of child abuse. My latest ebook, Child Abuse, The Ripple Effect, explores the long-lasting effects abuse can have on victims. Explore life after the abuse ends and how we cope with the tragedies of the past. Child Abuse, The Ripple Effect is available on Kindle for only 99 cents. And don't forget to check out my website, actingnotreacting.com, a common-sense approach to teens in crisis. Let's work together and make this world a better place. And remember, stay driven. Are you a fan of Sherlock Holmes? Letters from Holmes offers unique, one-of-a-kind letters from the world-famous detective himself. Handwritten on 8.5-inch by 11-inch aged parchment paper and using smudge-free ink to produce original, high-quality letters that fans will treasure for years to come. Each letter is handcrafted and written from the perspective of Sherlock Holmes, mimicking Holmes's native tongue and embracing many of the famous detective's quirks, quips, insults and peculiarities. Order a love letter, birthday greeting, personal correspondence or more only at www.etsy.com forward slash shop forward slash letters from homes. Are you looking for a mortgage for that new home? Do you want to refinance to a lower rate, obtain cash out, or consolidation? If so, call Anthony Muscarella of Advisors Mortgage Group. Advisors Mortgage Group is a mortgage banker and loan our own money to First Lien Mortgage Loans. We have built a platform for a seamless and stress-free mortgage process, which remains our number one goal for all of our customers. We understand that success cannot be obtained without teamwork and communication, two of our most important strengths. If you're looking to apply for a loan or 
simply have some questions, please don't hesitate to give Anthony Muscarella a call at 732-749-3333, extension 12, who, by the way, has been recognized by Mortgage Executive Magazine as being one of the top 1% of originators in America. That number again, call Anthony Muscarella at 732-749-3333, extension 12, where we tailor our loans to meet your needs. Advisors Mortgage Group is an equal housing opportunity lender licensed by the New Jersey Department of Banking and Insurance. Branch NMLS number 173453. Loan Officer NMLS number 111400. All right. Welcome back to Mavericks Comic Roundup here on the Totally Driven Radio Network. Um, Yeah. So take a moment to thank everyone so far who has reached out and responded positively to my brand-new Mavericks Holiday holiday Comic Hero Comic Book Drive. It's a mouthful. I know, but I'll get it down by the end of it. Um, already a great response. I want to spend a, send a special thanks to the Comic Universe and Folsom for setting up a contribution box, and there are already people donating. Comic Universe made a donation, and a couple people have reached out, so thank you very much. It's going to be awesome. We are going to be delivering those comics in December to the Darby Free Library uh, at a special event where we will be donating both comic books to the library itself and to many of the kids who live in the Darby area who uh, attend the library. So it's a, a fun thing of sharing the love of comics, getting them out there in people's hands, getting them reading, getting them writing comics is one of the main things that this show is all about. So thank you very much for this uh, participating in this special event. If you have some uh, questions or you want to make a donation, you can reach out to me on the show page, Mavericks Comic Roundup, my fancy new Facebook page, and uh, I will get back to you, and we will set something up. So I'm very excited, and I'm interested to see how this grows, and I hope it becomes an annual event and... uh, I've got some other things planned down the line, so I'm very excited to be able to bring comics out to the world of the Internet. And one more person bringing comics out to the world of the Internet. And uh, doing some positive things with comic books and superheroes and whatnot. So now it's time for our next segment. Uh, it is six-shooter time. It is my six comic books came out this week that I think you should read. And uh, I will be posting this list with some write-ups on it on my blog at mavericksroundup.com. Uh, didn't publish last week's because it really wasn't about comics. When I do the special episodes and the special segments, I won't necessarily post them, but when it's about recent books, I absolutely will. So you can look either tonight after the show. Uh, I'll be posting them. And you can check them out there and head to your local comic store. But I'm going to give you my six picks right now. It was a fun week in comics. A lot of interesting things came out. A lot of different things came out. Uh, these six books caught my eye. I gave them a read. And here's what I think. My number one pick this week. And these are in no particular order. It's not like this is the best book. I do want to say that. These are just six books that grabbed my attention. Number one off the shoot, Nightwing number nine. If you want to read a full review of Nightwing number nine, check out the Totally Driven website this week. It should be posted any day now. Uh, Nightwing nine 
Nightwing is one of my favorite DC heroes. I love the Teen Titans, and I love his connection to Batman, the idea of Robin growing up and becoming his own man, Dick Grayson. Um, So I was really excited when Rebirth brought him back uh, because they had taken him away and they had done all kinds of crazy stuff in the the new 52 era that I wasn't a big fan of. So when they said they were bringing him back, I was excited, and I wasn't all that thrilled with the first story arc of the new Nightwing series. It wasn't bad, but it was kind of a rehash of stuff they had done a lot recently, and I wasn't a big fan of the new villain character they created. But uh, issue nine was a standalone. And it's by far my favorite of the books they've done so far for Nightwing. It really established Dick Grayson and Nightwing's character and who he is and, and firmly planted him right in the center of the DC universe where he belongs. You know, Dick Grayson is one of the oldest superheroes in the DC universe, but as Robin and as Nightwing now, he's been Nightwing since the 80s. And even as Nightwing, uh, a lot of people know him, some people know him better uh, than his time as Robin. Probably not many, but a few do if they grow up with Nightwing first. And um, this book went a long way to establishing those roots, his connections to the Titans and other DC heroes. Um, plus defining his character as being that optimistic hero, the antithesis of Batman, as it were. Batman was very dark and grim because of what happened to him. But in a way, because of Batman, Robin is a much lighter, and Nightwing is a much lighter hero. Uh, he got to meet the new Superman, who's really the old Superman, and you kind of have to read DC Comics to understand what that's all about. But it was just a, a, an excellent episode, and it issue. I did it again. I'm always mixing up issue and episode because TV and comics and all that are so hand-in-hand anymore. But it was a good issue. Uh, It sets up uh, Nightwing's return to Bloodhaven, and if you're a Nightwing fan, you know what that means uh, to the Nightwing world. So it's very exciting, and I cannot wait for that next month, so I will definitely be picking up issue 10 of Nightwing. But I really enjoyed issue 9 as well. So that was my first pick of the six shooter this week. My second pick probably should have came out a week ago. If you tuned in last week, and I know some of you did, and most of the universe did not, but that's okay. Uh, I did my wrestling with comics, and this week, Sam Wilson, Captain America, number 15. Actually, I think that's the other way around. Captain America, Sam Wilson, number 15, featured the return of D-Man, a... fifth string Captain America supporting character. Is he even fifth string? I don't know. Um, But he was a character who had a professional wrestling background, and he returned to professional wrestling. This issue uh, was a throwback to the older days of Marvel when so many of the characters had connections to pro wrestling. You know, one time the Thing was a pro wrestler, Spider-Man was a pro wrestler, there's, you know, D-Man, and uh, they actually had a, a a wrestling league that was filled with super people in the Marvel universe, which completely makes sense because, you know, if there were real super powered people, the WWE would sign them in a minute, but it was a fun issue. It was kind of a, what's the word I'm looking for that's escaped me. Just kind of a breakup of the current storyline. They were doing a very politically heavy storyline and they kind of took a detour for a minute and did a lighter story that kind of reset some of the character arcs and then uh, reestablished them. 
And, uh, you know, I've, I've talked about Sam Wilson as Captain America before. I, I don't see the necessity of it. I think the Falcon's a great character. And if you put a great writer behind him and give him the kind of push, you don't need to make him a, a substitute Captain America or a fill-in Captain America. But uh, this issue didn't deal with him as Captain America so much. He still is Captain America, obviously. But it was kind of a detour. He had a night out, and it was fun. So... Check out Captain America, Sam Wilson, number 15, if you're a D-Man fan. They also brought back Battlestar, which I was surprised. I honestly thought both D-Man and Battlestar were dead. So the fact that they were both in this comic and seemingly alive and kicking was a nice surprise. And uh, the cover drew my attention to it because it had a very wrestling-based cover. So Captain America 15, the Sam Wilson one, is my number two pick of the six-shooter this week. Moving right along, number three really caught my attention. It's really something different. My third pick this week is the comic book history of comics number one. And this was something different. It was a comic book about the history of comic books, and it was uh, kind of like a documentary done in comic book form. And it's really, really dense. There's a lot of information in it, and it deals with the very early days and actually the creation of the modern comic strip and how it appeared and where it got its start and even as to where it got its borders and frames and how different uh, things that became associated with comic books started. They deal with uh, how comics and animation went hand in hand and individuals who were paramount in the creation of comic strips and then eventually comic books. Um, Really interesting read. There's a lot of different characters and creators in there. Um, it's definitely not a, a leisure book. It's kind of a study material, but it's really well done. I, I, it's a lot of material. It's not a kind of a flip-through kind of book. But it was really something different, and I really enjoyed it. And it looks like it's going to continue because this was one, and it led off in the early 1900s. So you'll be able to follow through until modern times and uh, – I mentioned on um, on the blog when I post it later that I'm really going to be interested to see this collected because it would be fun to keep and have like a nice hardbound copy of this to flip through and, and study. So if you're a history fan or a fan of comic books or a fan of comic book history, definitely worth checking out. Um, this one almost slid under the radar, but uh, somebody else picked it up and I caught my eye and I was like, oh, I want to check this out. I'm glad I did because it was very interesting. Comic book history of comics number one. My fourth pick is a book that got a lot, is getting a lot of attention, and that book is Harbinger Renegades Number One. Valiant Comics put it out. Valiant has had a lot of success recently with their Faith comic book. I've talked about it on this show. I've reviewed issue one for the Comic Universe Facebook page, and it's really one of my favorite comic books right now. And Faith got her start in a called Harbinger. And she was part of a super team called the Renegades, hence the title Harbinger Renegades Number 1. That launched this week. It brought back the rest of the team that Faith was associated with. Um, I will say this. It is a very different book than Faith. Uh, Faith is a much more lighter tone, uh, even though it's very serious and does have dark elements and, and is very grown up in its approach uh, of life. It's still a very fun book. Uh, Faith is a fun character, and she's in this book, and she's still Faith. There's no, all of a sudden, she's dark and brooding, but there's a lot in this book about 
consequences. Uh, the characters in the book, uh, the last run, and I never really read Harbinger or the Harbinger series as a whole. I was very unfamiliar with it until Faith came out. Um, and that only got my attention because of the press behind it. But uh, the end of the Harbinger series, the team of renegades, uh, in order to save the day, did uh, something very, very big, and they're dealing with the consequences of their actions. And it plays heavily into the tone of the first issue. Um, there's a lot of exposition in the first issue, so if you're a fan of the Harbinger or the Renegade and you know these, it probably moves a little slow for you. But as someone who's never, ever read the book, I uh, didn't feel burdened by the exposition and the backstory. Uh, it actually helped me start to get an idea of what's going on in this world and, and helps fill out, you know, if you're a fan of Faith, where she came from and, and different things that have been mentioned in the series uh, previously because she does acknowledge that she's got a history, as people tend to do. So it got a lot of press. They did a, a lot behind it. There's posters, uh, release advertising it, and then standard for the, the counters, um, specially printed bags. So they, they're definitely drawing a lot of attention to this book. Valiant's got big hopes for it. Um, it was a fun read. Uh, I guess we'll have to see how it, it plays out. But Harbinger Renegades number one is my fourth pick on the six shooter this week. My number five, coincidentally, is Invincible 131. Now, I mentioned Invincible in the news as being a one of the three books, Invincible 133, that's going to be a 25-cent issue. When it comes out, well, Invincible 131 is out this week. And Invincible is – I have a love-hate relationship with Invincible. I really enjoy the concept. I really enjoy the characters. But sometimes the storylines get very gratuitous and uh, needlessly – over-the-top silent. I know some people like that, but for me, it takes away from the strength of the storytelling when they just start randomly ripping arms off, and they do a lot of things that I think sometimes... And I think because they happen to characters, I really enjoy... It, it, it bothers me a bit, maybe, but and it just seems gratuitous at times. Like, they could have done things a different way, and, but I'm still very invested in the characters, and I still check it out regularly. And now that there's about a year left of Invincible, uh, 133 starts off the 12-issue finale, and I imagine it's going to take a year. The book does suffer from, let's say, shipping problems. It does come run late from time to time. Um, there are sometimes big gaps in between issues, six, seven weeks or so, which when you're dealing with a creator-owned series. Sometimes that happens. Life gets in the way. They can't have a fill-in. But this issue really started to ramp things up. Um, there's certainly a sense now that since the book is ending and in the Invincible universe, people don't always make it out in one piece. So now that the series is ending, it's almost everyone's fair game, uh, which, you know, if you're a Walking Dead fan, you know that's a Robert Kirkman sta staple. And he is the creator of both Invincible and The Walking Dead. But 131 really starts to lay the groundwork for the final, what I'm guessing is going to be enormous battle in the series. And my final pick for the sixth shooter this week is a DC comic book. So this is made. This is the third time this book has made my sixth shooter. Trinity number three from DC Comics, and Trinity deals with the DCs 
quote-unquote Trinity characters, their big three guns, Superman, Batman, and Wonder Woman. This is going to turn into one of those series, at least the first story arc. It's kind of brilliant in resetting the DC universe. Uh, When they did Rebirth, there was a sense that a lot of the characters weren't beloved, who they cared about. There were so many different and so many gratuitous and crazy changes. It didn't really make fans happy, didn't make readers happy. So when they did the Rebirth thing, one of the things they seem to be focused on is, is the relationships between the characters and, and the relationships with the fans because they, certain characters acted so differently in the New 52 that they didn't feel like the characters that people had loved for so many years. And Trinity is definitely about the big three and making them the big three because in the DC universe that went on for so many years and really didn't need to be rebooted, the, the power of those three, they were the three who came together to, and, and kind of ran the show, per se. They were the three big heroes. They had a mutual respect. Even though they didn't always agree, there was a, a friendship and a bond there that, that brought them together. And they were the core of the Justice League and the, the core of the DC universe as a whole. I mean, this uh, comic seems to be exploring that relationship, even though all three characters are still very different as they would be, and they're different versions of characters you've known for years, they're starting to chip away and bring them together as a unit. And uh, this one was probably the weakest of the first three, I think only because uh, it dealt with uh, Batman's origin some, and honestly, if there is a, a comic book trope, they should probably stay away from it's retelling origin stories of certain characters. Batman, Spider-Man, Superman, they retell them almost hourly in different comics in different ways. Um, But it's still an interesting book. I'm definitely interested to see where it's going. Uh, Great character work. Uh, The art is really, really good. And uh, interesting to see right now who the villain is and if they're indeed going to be the big bad because this seems a little out of that character's wheelhouse even though it's a powerful villain in itself. And... um, the interplay between the three characters is the strength of Trinity, and I've very much been enjoying it. Um, definitely one of the stronger books coming out of Rebirth, and uh, continues to do so. I know this first story arc is at least going to issue six because the solicitations have it going up to six. Um, we'll see where it goes from here. I, I hope it's one of those books that I get to keep reading because it's just fun, and that's what Trinity is. So there it is, six comics that I think you should check out. By no means are they the only comics you should check out. They're just ones that caught my attention that I enjoyed reading. Um, definitely head on into your local comic book stores and check them or any comic out, really. So that is my pick. So, All right, that is pretty much all the show I have going on. However, I am noticing that I have a friend on the line. So I am going to check in with the show's good friend, Magic Mike. Hello, sir. Hey, Maverick, how are you tonight? I am very good, sir. Howdy, welcome. I'm good. How's everything going? I'm I'm good, and how's your weekend going? Well, so far, so good. It's going to be a, a busy weekend for me, but I get to start at Talking Comics, so that's always a good thing. Hey, you know what? Uh, that's what I did yesterday. It was going to be a busy weekend for me, so 
I started talking wrestling or wrestling. I say wrestling. My my dear old dad, whom I love, always called it wrestling. But uh, you know, call it what you will. Call it wrestling. Call it entertainment. And uh, you know, call it comics. And uh, everybody loves a uh, everybody loves a good comic, just like everybody loves a good wrestling match. If you're into wrestling, so. Yeah, well, you know, 95% of the time I do say wrestling. I only say wrestling in, in relation to the show I hosted because we dealt with the old school aspect, and, and it did have the nickname of wrestling. Um, my family, yeah, so my many, grandmother. Uh, yeah, so many, uh, so many wrestling, um, so many old school stuff that you guys did cover. It's, uh, it, was, it was great. I mean, you know, it's... Uh, it's a it, it's a good you know those top ten lists were pretty cool, but the uh, but the way you know the wrestling the wrestling that was a uh, pretty uh, pretty unique you know to put that together and it's a uh, it's a great it's a great deal. Yeah, it was a fun show. I just tonight to talk some comics and uh, talk some other stuff. Maybe if uh, I was figuring maybe if you want to talk a little Survivor series. All right. Well, you know, I'm always up for talking a little Survivor Series. So. Uh, you know, I mean, some some of the stuff in it is cartoonish anyway. Some of the, you know, some of the, uh, you know, some of the, uh, some of the old stuff that happened years ago. You know, like Wink, Dink, Pink, and uh, you know, it was crazy. And Dink. And <laughs> Dink, yes, and Dink hung around. My goodness. And don't forget Sleazy, Cheesy, and Queasy. <laughs> and Queasy, yeah. Uh, well, you know, I spent a whole hour last week talking about the connection between wrestling and comic books, and that particular match uh, was one out of Looney Tunes as opposed to <laughs> comic book superheroes. Yeah, it was. Uh, it was quite the. Uh, it was quite the entertain. It was quite the, definitely the entertaining uh, proportions and this stuff. But you know, Survivor Series, you know they they went big this year. They did something that that you know they they try every year. You know, it was Hogan, you know, versus Austin, and the the 2K and all that stuff. They try to bring it out, and every year we have it. And this year, you know, it's Goldberg versus you know the the, uh, the Brock Lesnar. Last year it was Sting, you know. Uh, versus Undertaker, um, in the in the uh, you know in 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 the video games, so you never know. It's a it's a whole big deal, you know. Yeah, for sure, for sure. This is one of the big ones to Survivor Series, and I'm glad they're back to kind of making it as important as it should be because it seems like for a year it became a lost pay per view, but now they put the emphasis back on the Survivor Series itself, the matches. You got the big dream match dream return match between Goldberg and Lesnar. Uh, Survivor Series is one of my favorite pay-per-views because it was always different in the beginning. You know, you get the regular matches, but this was, you know, specialty, the 5-on-5. I like the idea of uh, teams of five strive to survive was the original catchphrase. And it's always been one of my favorite pay-per-views. And when they Mm -hmm. got away from what made it special, it always kind of drug it down for me. But I'm I'm glad the team matches are so important this year. Believe it or not, um, I, I'm not walking on there, by the way, believe it or not. But anyway, uh, that's for another show. Um, no. Believe it or not, I really, I really love, really like the four, 
on four traditional, whereas the five on five, to me, was just another man. And, you know, you had two captains of the team. And, uh, you know, it just, to me, four was cool. You know, because you had teams like the Hulkamaniacs, you know, Hulk Hogan, um, Hulk Hogan, Jake the Snake Roberts, and you had Demolition. And you added a tag team, which was cool to to the factor, you know. It's just it's just something something to chew on. Um, I love when the tag teams were in there because you never know what was going to happen. 1991, the Rockers, they started their descent to splitting up. Yeah, for sure. That was uh, the beginning of a, a heck of a storyline. Exactly, and 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 that's and that's like I've had a couple of guests that were in the original Survivor Series, you know, oh, and, yeah? and the Survivor Series. I've had you know Ken Batera on with Smith Hart in the in in the grapevine, and we talked about his matches. He had some good, you know, he had some good uh, matches. He was in. He was on Hulk Hogan's original team. Yes, he was. The first Survivor Series. That was a big, big match. There were some great guys on that team. Because you had Hogan and Bigelow and Patera and... Oh, see, now I'm going to fall apart here. Orndorff was on oh, that wait, team, too, wasn't yeah. he? Yeah, Mr. Wonderful, Paul Orndorff. Orndorff yeah. Right, because he had just turned face again in his Oliver Humperdinck. I was all on the other side, by yeah. the way, about that. Yeah, yeah, because it was a, a weird spot to put him in because he had just feuded with Hogan for a while, and then they did that weird face turn, and and it didn't fired, really sit well. Fired. He, they, they, he fired Bobby Heenan about four times, I think. Yeah, right? It was the worst uh, high oh, school man. couple of all times. Yeah, it was a – but you know what? Like you said, the Survivor Series, there's so much to delve into. I mean, it's the, it's the best – you know – I've heard people talk about that, that it lost its luster. Um, you know, it had lost in its eyes for Elizabeth. <laughs> yes, Mega Powers explode. I'm starting the Mega Powers explode because of a little bit of a lust in its eyes. And, you know, that all started, too, at the, uh, the uh, 1990, I mean 1990, sorry, 1988 Survivor Series. Uh-huh. The Mega Powers versus the Twin Towers team. And uh, yes. at, the end of the ma- at the end of the match, Hogan, um, you know, Hogan uh, got the, the, the tag in and uh, bam, you know, it was, a, it was on. But Hogan touched Elizabeth. It was a little touch. <laughs> <laughs> Those promos were absolutely fantastic. Um, when he uh, was less, you lusted after Elizabeth. That's right. You couldn't, fa- you couldn't face me man to man, so you had to go behind my back and take my manager. Oh, yeah. He lost in his eyes, Hulk Hogan. I could beat Hulk Hogan one, two, three, but that'd be okay, you know. It was uh, it was a it was a great feud, but again, the Survivor Series was um, was one of the I, I love these Survivor Series. And by the way, Bad News Brown should have never been a tag team partner. 
<laughs> no, they never learned their lesson. He got picked on a team every year <laughs> and walked out. Yeah, he he walked out after after uh, after getting clocked by this big boss man in uh, one. Yeah. Oof, was a hammer. One of them clocked him really, really, uh, really hard. But you know what? Like I said, the Survivor Series is Sunday night. I'm looking forward to the Survivor Series. I like the the five on fives, and also I do like the tag team, the tag teams. Uh, you know, it, you know, it's just. And I had B. Brian Blair on on my show and talked about the Survivor Series. And it's just a great, uh, a great event. So if everybody wants to check out the Survivor Series, do that. And if you haven't seen it, go watch the. Uh, you know, I mean, listen. Maybe the younger fans that listen to your show haven't watched it, but I know the older fans are probably rewatching it as we speak. No, hopefully they're listening to the show, and then they'll go watch oh, it. By the way, I got a yeah, trivia question for you. Let's see if you can get a trivia. trivia. I, I know you'll get it. All right. What was the first single match of the Survivor Series history? Hogan versus The Undertaker for the WWF you are correct, Championship. Sir, and you win nothing. There you go. I get a no prize. Actually, you win. You win the. Uh, you win the grand prize of what tomorrow is. See, I, and that's my tie-in to tomorrow. Oh, and what's tomorrow? It's Magic Mike Day for everybody. I proclaim tomorrow Magic Mike Day. Magic Mike Day. There you go. That sounds like a reason to celebrate. That means do something fun and magical, and, and something that you wouldn't normally do. Because tomorrow is Magic Mike Day, and I'm excited. And I'm going to the movies to see, and here it is, folks, the comic tie-in, Doctor Strange. Very nice. That's a good way to celebrate Magic Mike Day. Doctor Strange is getting I've talked to a couple people who've seen it. Uh, They really, really enjoyed it. It was uh, a lot more connected to the Marvel Cinematic Universe than they expected. So I think you're really going to enjoy it. Yes. And let's see also, I got another trivia one for you. You were talking about Nightwing. Yes. When did Nightwing debut? He debuted in the Judas Contract miniseries in the New Teen Titans in 1980. And I have two numbers in my head, and I don't know that either is correct. Uh, It Two numbers in my head. Two years in my head. Anyway, um, <laughs> 1984 and 1989. And I don't know that either of them are correct, but that's just the two numbers I have in my um, detective, detective, detective Comics Volume One, Episode Thirty Eight, Nineteen Forty. No, that was Dick Grayson, Robin. Oh, is that is that what that is? Oh, okay, sorry about that. Then yeah. <laughs> I thought that was uh, I thought that was Nightwing. That's funny. No, uh, Dick Grayson, who was Robin before them, that was when Robin debuted. Dick Grayson came in, in the, I think it was 84, to be honest with you, if I remember I gotcha. correctly. I got you. I thought 1984, it was uh, – See, again, folks, don't believe everything you read. I'm actually reading 
I'm actually reading from uh, uh, the DC Comics Encyclopedia. It says Nightwing on it, and doesn't say Dick Grayson. So, yeah, well, Dick Grayson. And I've got it right in front of me too, and I'm re- reading yeah. it. So. No, it it there. <laughs> I don't know if it's just a, a misquote or how they put it, but Dick Grayson as a character, he did debut that. He, but no, he I debuted believe it. It just Robin says Nightwing, and it says debut Detective Comics. It doesn't say Robin. It just says real real name Richard. Oh, it's, it says uh, real name Richard Grayson. So it didn't say. Uh, yeah. Uh, I see what you say. I, I see what you're saying. Yeah, well, Dick yeah, Grayson. He came. Yeah, he came Nightwing came. Didn't Nightwing come? Um, yeah, I, I I got what you're saying. Yeah, he was. He Dick Grayson did debut then um, as there, Robin. There's so in, many. In the uh, 80s, sorry, again. Yeah, in the '80s he joined the Teen Titans uh, group right. and eventually became Nightwing. Uh, it was during the Judas Contract storyline. Um, he actually quit being Robin for a while, created a new persona to step out into his own. Uh, when he came back to save the Titans from uh, betrayal and an attack. And it was uh, Tales of the Teen Titans 44 in 1984. So I actually was correct. Gotcha. In, well, you know your uh, stuff. That uh, you know, that's why I, I, I don't, uh, you know, that's why I wanted to see if you know your stuff. I mean, I, I, I can admit yeah. I don't know the debuts of all these comics and stuff. All I know is, is what I love and what I, and what I like and what I remember as a kid reading. And, and it's cool, you know. And I caught, um, I caught a little stuff that you were doing before. And that's cool that you're going to give uh, your daughter tomorrow. She deserves it. Great job on, on it, you know? There you go. Well, you know, you she know loves what? to dance, and uh, it's great having the kids on the show. I have, both my daughters have segments now, and it's great. And um, it's just fun, and it's part of, like I said, comics are for everyone. And I think uh, having different people on discussing different aspects of comics you know, we can discuss comics one way with the kids. We can discuss it another way with different people. They come in, and yeah. that's part of the fun of the show. Right. I mean, because I heard before, speaking of, you were just, and this is another time, you were just talk, you were talking before about how many times can you introduce a character or reintroduce it or do a prequel or, or, or the origins of it. Uh, and look at what they're doing with Gotham. They're doing a great job with Gotham. Yeah, absolutely, and and every new generation gets a retelling of the origin. It just for someone like me who's been reading for so long, and so many comic readers, uh, to go back into the main comics and redo his origin over and over and over again, uh, it's almost redundant and uncreative. Uh, Batman's origin is pretty, and even as far as the movies go, uh, everybody has a pretty good idea, and I mean everybody in the world has a pretty good idea of Batman's origin. Man, everybody asks me, everybody. When when the new Batman came out, I watched it. And they said to me, what's your favorite Batman of all time? And to me, I mean, it, and, and for anybody at home that wants to, to do this, this is what I did. I have Netflix. I went to Batman. I searched the movies. I found this original 66 Batman movie. And, and I like that movie. I thought that movie was great as a kid. I remember they used to play it all the time. But my favorite movie is uh, definitely the first Batman 89. I loved it. I really, really enjoyed that that, uh, that movie. Uh, Batman 66 is my sentimental favorite Batman because it was my first Batman. Bat and the Super Friends. So I always have a fond. Even though they were a little cheesy and corny, I love them. 
They're mm-hmm. sentimentally. Uh, but the 89 <laughs> movie, I absolutely loved. Um, mm-hmm. I thought it captured the spirit of Batman because Batman's a pretty strange world to live in when you think about it. And uh, I like those, at least the first couple, better than the Nolan, which a lot of people like the Nolan, the grit, the realism, and the darkness of it. But uh, to me, uh, a realistic Batman seems kind of wacky. I, I like my Batman jokers and penguins and crazy and over the top. Yeah, I, 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 uh, I agree. I agree. Speak, speaking of pe- the uh, penguin, I was watching, and you talk about introducing, you know, stuff to kids. I was watching Rocky, and we're watching the first Rocky, and my nep- my godson comes up to me and says, Uncle Michael, you know, uh, what do you watch? I said, I'm watching Rocky. So she, he goes, why is that old guy yelling at, at this guy? I said, well, that's his trainer's name is Mick. I said, I said, yeah. I said, you know, I said, remember when we watched Batman? She, he goes, yeah. I said, the old Batman? He goes, yeah, the old, because he don't like the old. He goes, yeah. I said, that's Penguin. So he goes, no, it's not. So I had to prove it to him, get out the Batman 66, and then sure enough, uh, he goes, but he's not wearing a suit. Well, he's Mick here. <laughs> right, he's playing a whole different really character. Then I really confused the hell out of him because I put on grumpy old men. You know, but you know, it's it's a uh, it's a great time to uh, it's a great time to be comics and and you know we've got so much going on with the comic world. I mean, and if everybody wants to just. Donate their time. Like, I also heard about what you do with the library and stuff. I think that's a great idea, you know? No, thank you. It's, it's something I, uh, I've i been involved uh, working with kids for a really, really long time, and, and I really enjoy getting out there and doing things. And I've learned over the years uh, comic books are a great, great way to get kids interested in things that sometimes they wouldn't be uh, reading writing, drawing, exercise, uh, and, you know, it, comics can be used as a a great tool for these things, and that's part of what I want to do with this show is get out there and, you know, show the, that these kids can get out there and, and be the next great comic book writer or anything like that. Just get out there and chase, you know, not chase your dreams, but no, chase your dreams in some ways, and uh, it's something I wanted to do with the show. I want to get comic books into more people's hands. Um, share my love of comics. And I yeah, think, it, uh, it's important. I mean, I'm oh, sorry, go ahead. I didn't mean to cut you off. No, I was actually going to finish the sentence. I, I think it's an important thing to do. So yeah, you actually finished the sentence for me almost. You know, you know what, you know what gets me though is is when uh, is when I started doing the managing for the wrestling. I never realized like independent wrestling. I really wasn't really a fan. I'll say this: I really wasn't really a fan of independent. Wrestling because I was like a, as they say, a WWE mark, or whatever. Okay. And I would only go to the WWE shows. But when I decided, but I I knew of the independence. I just it wasn't my bag, baby. You know. So anyway, so anyway, so so getting moving forward when I joined with my best friend Magic and we started doing the wrestling. Well, I started doing the wrestling. They they were doing all this. Stuff like Make Wish Foundation and Body Slam, um, you know all this charity. And when I first uh, my my first deal was I went to this you know into Jersey and I did a, a charity 
um, for a, guy, a kid who had just lost his life to cancer. And it was it was called True Champions. It was the second True Champions. There was True Champions born. And after, you know, after we went around the ring and I met the parents and stuff, and we were bad guys, but I was getting, you know, you know, I was getting, um, you know, cheered kind of. And the mother and the father said to me, when you came out, you made our day. You know, she said, I know there was a lot of wrestlers out there, but you were just the best because you made our day. You made us laugh, and you made me forget about my son. And she goes, can you take a picture with me? And I said, I'll do better. I said, I got promos, and I have I have stuff I'll give to you. And I actually gave her one of my one of my um, outfits that I wore that night, like a shirt, because it was important to me, you know, to give back. That's awesome. That's awesome. It's good to hear. And it's, it's definitely great when stuff like that happens, when you can, you know, use what you have to, to make someone happy and uh, mm-hmm. help them out. So I've always enjoyed stuff like that, and wrestling was a great uh, outlet for that, and, and now I'm carrying a lot of that over into my new <laughs> career yeah, here as a... Comic- Real you know, life, and then the comic, comic side of it is great, you know. You know, make somebody happy, you know, buy comics, donate them, you know, whatever. I mean, you know, buy a pack, like buy the, you know, buy the old packs and stuff. You know, make, get somebody into something. No, it's hard It's hard to go back to the beginning because comics are so rare, rare you know. And that's the problem nowadays. If you want to... Now, if you want to get a first into the Batman, you know, it's going to cost you, you know. But, like I said, you know, there's ways to do it. I go online. I do it that way. I read a lot of um, old comic books online, and uh, I'm catching up in the, you know, in, in, in the comic book world. And I, and I thoroughly enjoy it, and I'm happy with it. And I got to tell you, and I'm not kissing your ass, and I want people to know that, but your show is a great show. Well, thank you, sir. I appreciate that. And I do thank you for calling in tonight. Yes, and I hope everybody celebrates Magic Mike Day. It starts at 12 midnight tonight. And, uh, you know, 826, just say a salute to to Magic Mike, because that's the day I was brought into this world. That's the time I was brought into this world. 826 in the morning. So uh, I want to thank morning. 8.26 in the morning. So I want to thank you again for having me on and let me call your show. Man, I want you to call my show, bro, you know? <laughs> uh, absolutely. Uh, set it up. I'll come on and we'll talk. Let's. Uh, you know, it, you know uh, yeah, any anytime, uh, you know, I'm, I'm live Tuesdays uh, and Thursdays, um, 5 o'clock till 7.30. All right, definitely. I was I was waiting to set something up formally, but I can just randomly call in if you like. Yeah, that's cool, man. You know, anytime. You know, right. hey, man. You know what? Maybe uh, if if you're not doing anything Tuesday, maybe you can call in and talk about the Survivor Series. What you like and uh, what you didn't like. Don't forget to tell your friends, ladies and gentlemen. Magic Mike Pro Wrestler. Now it's on. You know, it's 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 uh, it's on, and it's on Totally Driven Radio Entertainment Network. And I just want to give a shout-out to Bay Ragney, because without Bay Ragney, bro, we'd just be out. You and I would just be on the phone. <laughs> That's true. We'd just be talking to each other, and nobody else would be listening. 
Which yeah, is cool. I love that's how we roll anyway. Part. But that's cool, man. You, you know. But anyway, again, Maverick, have a great night, and uh, you know, say hello to uh, Mr. Frank Namoli for me. He's like another good guy. Actually, I'm waiting for my pizza. Hopefully, maybe a pizza will appear. <laughs> <laughs> that was uh, for uh, people I, I that wouldn't... didn't get it. Go listen to the old uh, retro wrestling hour. That's on demand, by the way. So go check that out. That's on Totally Driven Radio, Spreaker. It's on, you know, Spreaker. It, it just, uh, it just the gifts that get, keeps on giving. iTunes, Stitcher. <laughs> I'm just, I'm just trying to figure out if I got every, everything. Yeah. You I, know, think I, yeah, I think you covered all the bases. All right. You know well, what's funny? Enjoy, man. You, you do. So I was gonna say you do these shows, and, and that's what happens. But good night, my friend, and have a good uh, a good weekend. Uh, you too. Enjoy Magic Mike Day tomorrow, sir. Happy birthday. Right, I can't wait. I cannot wait. All right, bye-bye. All right, that was the one and only Magic Mike from the Totally Driven Network. You can catch him pro wrestling now, NFL Roundup, which is, I think we forgot. And, of course, he is the now co-host of the Stu Hart Show here on the network. Always fun talking to Mike. Uh, he's a great guy and definitely a, an asset to the network all around. So, which is why I uh, brought him back on, even though I was close to being done. But now I will do my official Maverick End of Show plugs. For information on the show, blogs, appearances, and more, head on over to mavericksroundup.com. It's going to have a bit of a makeover as we get ready for the December 4th uh, move to the show. So in the coming weeks, you'll see some new features and fun things we got going on there. You can also find out about the Holiday Comic Heroes Drive. You can also follow me on Instagram at Mavericks Roundup. On Facebook, or the official Facebook page is now at Mavericks Comic Roundup. And there'll be links all over for these things. You can read my weekly comic book reviews for the Totally Driven Network on TotallyDrivenTV.com. Uh, my reviews you can read for the Comic Universe in Folsom, Pennsylvania Facebook page. You can go to at Comic Universe on Facebook. Or you can go to comicuniverse.net to find out store information if you would like to go and make a donation to said Comic Heroes comic book drive. See how I plug myself with all my stuff there? You can also check out my Star Wars Family podcast at galacticclubhouse.libson.com or on Instagram and Facebook by searching at Galactic Clubhouse. I would like to thank my guests, Magic Mike and Princess Maria. We've got an interesting cast of characters on this show. Uh, <laughs> for calling in and helping out tonight. Uh, next week, remember, we are taking Thanksgiving weekend off. There will be no Mavericks comic roundup, but as you just heard, I will definitely be returning a favor. I will be calling in to Pro Wrestling Now with Mike Ferrara this Tuesday night um, to discuss the Survivor Series happenings and everything else that went into it. So you can check me out there on the Totally Driven Network. I will share out the information on my pages. Uh, and then after that, Sunday, December 4th, is the new time slot for Mavericks Comic Roundup as we get ready for Sunday mornings. I'm very excited. Um, hopefully you'll tune in. Hopefully you enjoyed this episode. And I will see you next time, two weeks from now. I hope you all have a wonderful 
Thanksgiving holiday if you celebrate such things. Um, if you don't, just have a great week. And uh, one more quick one there. I almost forgot. Happy birthday, Mickey Mouse. He star of many comic books and animated series, and he's been a superhero from time to time, too. So Mickey is 88 today. He doesn't look all that bad for 88 years old. So that's all for Mavericks Comic Roundup. I am riding into the sunset for the night. So happy trails, folks. <laughs>